Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. I'm so like you already called it this is probably going to be a giggle fest and so just forgive us already if you're listening like I can't take all the giggling and happiness maybe check us out on the next next episode but you and I I don't I know we met online somewhere and Mm. maybe I reached out to you maybe I saw one of your amazing posts that I'm always seeing just like I just love how you express yourself and how you talk about things about like the real of business it's not all roses Mm. and daisies and so I think that's what how we originally connected and then I remember seeing something where you're like you know everybody (laughs) how do you know her and how do you know her I'm like I don't know how I know everybody but I just do (laughs) I just love people so in any case I have some thoughts and we have talked about mm-hmm. some things that we've seen and experienced in our business. And I just want to chat about them. So before we get into all of that, please tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Annika Roberts, um, married last year or June or whatever. And <laughs> I was Annika Kelly for so long and everybody knows me by that name. So, uh, and I usually founded Sage Simple Solutions as a, an operations consulting group for online coaches, specifically to help them free up their time, to increase their influence and focus on the work that they love to do by looking at their operations, not so much their marketing and their sales and all of that stuff. But yeah, and I, should I talk a little bit about my, how I got to this point? <laughs> totally, because I think it, it is important to lay the groundwork for what you and I said we wanted to talk about, which is, let's just face it, failure. It failure. is a normal part of the process. So tell us some of how you yeah. got to where you are. So I have, I'm from Trinidad where failure is like unacceptable. And so <laughs> I took the Caribbean route of things, you know, you, you go to school, you meet your husband, you get a good job, and you guys buy a house and have kids. I, started, I didn't do the kids part. And um, so I have a 20-year career in corporate, in systems analysis and operations processes and that sort of stuff. But at the same time, probably as soon as I started in corporate and like about six months into my career, I know I remember I was talking to some colleagues of mine and we were asking each other about like where we wanted to be in five years. And I had just read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was duped. I, I was like, wait a second, this was supposed to be the way. This was supposed to be the, the thing to do to get ahead in life and all of that stuff. So I felt like I was duped and I was like, okay, so now we have to like start some business. So, um, and about, a, I think it was that year too. Yeah, two, no, it was like 2001. Also in 2001, what happened was the twin, the, um, there was 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. And when 9-11 happened, my ex-husband lost his job the day after 9-11 by finding out from me 
and the news as opposed to his company. And so that was the point when we decided to start really doing business. So we started a plus size on um, laundry store online because I wanted to find laundry for myself and couldn't find it anywhere. So, so we did that and um, it, it went well, it struggled because, you know, all businesses in the beginning struggle. And I had this mindset about business kind of being like school or like a job, like you go to school, you get your degree and you know what to do. And so you just do it and then it happens. And it's not like that. So it was not like that. And and it, the struggle was like shocking to me because I had never failed at anything in my life. It was just very, very much like, what the, what is going on? I think I still struggle with that a little bit. Like, I don't even understand what's going on here. I did thinking, the thing. We don't fail. I did the thing. Um, so that was, that was number one. And it was just not just the failure of the business, but the failure with my husband my ex-husband as well because we got divorced um about six years after that so he took the business and then i started um i started blogging and learning about content marketing and so i was doing some like affiliate marketing on the side but the next thing the big thing that i did was i started a life coaching practice back in 2011 2012 time frame uh, which was going okay it was going it was it was solid or whatever but I felt like, you know, again, I was doing a lot of work to make it profitable and to make it livable. And I was like, you know, I, I don't have to experience all of these like micro failures in between. I can just go back to corporate where I know exactly what to do. I know exactly how much I'm going to get paid. I know exactly like, like, yeah. I, I, why do I have to do this? That was a big, big blow. And so I went back to corporate after that. That was the only time like the five that five year stint was the time that I was in business full time. And this year, well, last year, um, I decided to try again. That's a long story by itself, but I decided to try again um, with what I know. And also the biggest part of it is knowing that I will like, you know, it's not going to be a very smooth, a smooth ride. Like there's going to be a lot to learn. And I think actually, I want to reframe the word failure because it's really just like trial and error. Like you try something, you experience it and you do something different. It doesn't mean that anybody's going to be able to stop you from, from stumbling or stop you from falling. It's like a, a baby learning to walk, right? right? They, there's nothing that you can do to, to keep the baby from falling, like to prevent them falling. They, that's going to happen. But, but you can, what you can do is help them get back up. And that's what your coaches help. That's what coaching helps you with. It's like helping you get back up and yeah. keeping you moving forward. Yeah. I love what you said about failure and reframing failure, because I think of failure as feedback. It's just like, mm. oh, especially because I use the scientific method a lot with my with my clients, right? It's all about, mm -hmm. we have a result that we want. We're going to make a hypothesis that if we do X, Y, Z thing, then we're going to get this result. And then we go out into the world and test it and collect some data. And then we are literally just either proving or disproving our hypothesis. We did A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And we either got, we proved the hypothesis or we disproved it. And I think it's so important for us, especially those of us who are used to 
not failing at things, being able to like, you give me the recipe, I follow the recipe, the cake comes out how I thought it would, you know, that (laughs) we get used to trying things and not making the failure be so devastating or dramatic for us. What do you think? I, I agree. And, and, you know, funny you should say that because just before I had this conversation, I was looking at something that I tried and I was looking to see how fast I recover because right now I'm so focused on my recovery time than I am on the not failing or the succeeding thing. It's like the faster I can recover, the faster I can get back up and, and try again, the, the better my results will be. That's what I've known from experience and from living. So it's not a matter, like before I used to try to avoid the falling down to start with, right? But now it's like, okay, I know some things will work, some things won't work. But if it doesn't work, I want to be able to recover very, very quickly, almost immediately. Not to pretend like I don't have any feelings or anything like that, but feel the feelings, feel the the feeling of the disappointment or, or whatever it was. And recover very, very quickly so that we can move on and have the success afterwards, as opposed to, to me kind of, it's a whole, it's like a cycle. <laughs> it's like, at first I pretend that I didn't fail. Then I'm like, <laughs> I try to brush it off. <laughs> then, it's, then, it's like, then I like stop like a deer in headlights and I don't do anything. And then it's when I realize, oh no, just, just get back up. Just like, keep trying, trying, trying over and over again. That's, I think, is the key to success that that has really um, made this year as good as it was. Ooh. <laughs> I would have to say. Yeah. Yes, because I, yep. I see some of the numbers you put up and it's like so, <laughs> it's so inspiring to watch considering like that you just, you said you restarted again. You decided to try again last year. Yeah. And I think, especially because you said you started back into, uh, well, even before 2011 or 12, but let's just say before then, people can look and mm-hmm. say, oh, she started last year or a year before last, and she's all, she's putting up multiple six figures and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I can't do it like her. And, and I think part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you because like both of us have those experiences. It's so funny that you said you read the uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I've, I've definitely read that book too. And I remember in 2001, when I graduated college, I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. Now, it didn't happen. <laughs> it will still happen one day, but it did not happen. Mm-hmm. And people look at me too. Like I said, I'm going to try again. There was a point in time where I was like, forget this. Much like you, I have my contract and work as a physical therapist. I know what to do. I know how to crunch the numbers. I know how many contracts I need. Like I know what hours I need to make this amount of money and blah, 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 blah. Like I knew what to do. But when I said, Mm -hmm. not just I'm going to try again, but I'm going to make this happen. Like this is happening actually. Then it literally went, like I five X'd my income that from one year Mm -hmm. to the next. And people can look at that and say, look how fast she did that. But I'm like, did she really do that that fast? Like I've been really working at business (laughs) 01 and I started in the online space in 09. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I that's a that's a really cool thing. We had a conversation about this before about how it's kind of like presto change. Look at this person; they did it in a year. And I really try not to be that person <laughs> when people ask me. And, but I have to try to do it without the long story. It's like people ask me, "Well, how long have you been doing this?" And I have to ask them, "Like, how long have I been doing what? Have, how long have I been in the online space?" How long have I been trying a business? How long have I been doing this particular business? You know, because this particular business has, this particular business has reaped the benefits of all of what came before. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I can even hear it in your story. You were like, okay, well, we did the, the online lingerie story, um, mm -hmm. store, and then mm -hmm. you did content marketing. And really your content is what drew me to you in the first so like you took mm -hmm. that part and then you mix it with okay you were a systems analyst in your corporate career and you mix that and the content and then now presto changeo <laughs> <laughs> we have the presto changeo now we're, we're killing it in our operations <laughs> And, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, I think sometimes, and myself included, we get down on ourselves, like it took so long and that failed and that didn't work. And I had to start over again and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But it's like, I am getting much better. Like your recovery time is getting better. And my time of just being proud of myself for mm. everything and like looking at the lessons and everything, not the spiritual bypassing that people talk about, but just like, no. Okay. When I did the multi-level marketing business, I learned how to network. I, that was, that mm -hmm. was the first time. As a matter of fact, rich dad, poor dad came from my mentor in a multi-level marketing business, the, the millionaire next door, how to win friends and influence people. Like these are the things that I got from that experience, even though it didn't quite work. Like I thought it would, like it did work. It taught me those skills. Mm -hmm. and I could just mm -hmm. do that in so many other things that I've tried over the years. And I just think the lesson maybe for all of us, and I get to reteach myself as I say it out loud, is just to have compassion and be proud of and look for the lessons in all mm -hmm. of it. Agree. Agree. There's so many. And also, I think when we see, when I was looking at business people from the outside and seeing them being successful, I hadn't realized that business in and of itself is a, a craft and it is, it, it is its own um, discipline, if you will, right? Just being a business owner is its own discipline. And I didn't realize that, um, I, didn't, I didn't realize that from the outside looking in many, many times over. It's like, I, I, I did it three times before and all three times I didn't get it. I was like, oh, but, I should just be able to like take this class and that should give me the thing because that's the framework that I came from, from the whole going to school, being an A student, excelling in corporate, doing exceptionally well, but this is a discipline in and of itself and it should be honored as a discipline in and of itself. It requires different skills that we're going to have to learn to get, get good at, which, you know, quite frankly, I, I didn't need before. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I needed them, but not as much as I do now. Well, totally. I mean, if we stay in with the whole school thing, there are degrees just in business. 
right? Mm -hmm. There are, when I look at coming from the healthcare background, there were the CEO many times of the hospitals, they had MBAs. They weren't, Mm -hmm. not all the time, but like a lot of the times they were just MBAs from the corporate background. They weren't physicians and nurses. And so Mm -hmm. that's a skill set, a discipline in and of itself. And then we bring in, because many of us are coaches or whatever our discipline is like, that's a different one. And I'm like, really in this space in my life where I'm just so fucking proud of, whoa, I'm about to cry now. Hmm. Okay. Mm. I'm just so proud of all of the things that I've been able to do and just getting back up and getting back up and getting back up because there's the skill Mm. and the discipline of coaching and there's a skill of discipline, multiple skills and disciplines within being a business owner and a successful one at that. So there we go. You deserve like, it. I oh. mean, you deserve to be proud because you you have taken the time to learn those things. Yeah. And I think yeah. something that you mentioned before about the feeling disappointment or whatever the uncomfortable feeling is that comes up after something doesn't work the way we think it mm. should. Like our the the outcome doesn't meet our expectations. I think for me at least, this year has been the easiest I've ever made money. And yes, it might be momentum, Mm -hmm. a culmination of so many things, but just acknowledging my feelings and what's present for me was something that I was not able to do before. I cry in front of a person, Mm -hmm. acknowledge it in front of however many people will listen to this, like would not have happened before. And I just wonder, especially since you, you talked about recovering and feeling whatever the feelings were, have, has that been like your experience too, where the more you get connected to and acknowledge and not try to brush it away, the disappointment, the doubt, the fear, the whatever, have you found any correlation to feeling the uncomfortable feelings and making money in your business? I'm just curious. Wow, you're just making me think about the connection between the two. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think the more part of the recovery process is admitting that you feel however you feel. The long for me, at least, the longer I take to feel it, the longer it takes me to recover. Because then I'm just kind of like sweeping it under. I, I have all these, t- and, and I'm building layers, right? That I will then have to like get through to get back to the feeling and then do the recovery. Oh. So that's the benefit of it. If I feel it, as so- if I can feel it as soon as it happens, the cl- cl- maybe the closer to that that I could get to re- really acknowledging I feel disappointed or this does not go the way that I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And really, it's not really the, the wallowing in it. I, I, I'm still kind of learning how to like, how to get to the essence of this, but to, to really acknowledge it, give it the space, give it the airtime that it wants to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then it makes it so much easier to step forward. Because like I said, if I don't do it that way, then I build on a ton of layers on top of it, sometimes actual physical layers on top of it. Then I got to go through the process of digging through all the layers. Still feel it at that point, right? It's not like I've avoided feeling it. I still have to feel it at that point. 
and then you know the moving forward happens oh my gosh you just opened up a big old loop can of worms that I was like I didn't even know we were going there like okay so let's do it we're talking about physical layers of not feeling feeling mm-hmm. that come with that and it's like trying to sweep it under and it's really been something interesting to watch in myself and in in other entrepreneurs and uh, that especially women perhaps I don't know if this happens with men but as we build our businesses it's like either you get really good at feeling the feeling and processing it and I would I'm curious as to what that looks like for you like do you have an actual process Mm -hmm. for like allowing and acknowledging and giving that uh, uncomfortable feeling the space the airtime that it needs and like bearing it, avoiding it, pushing it away. Cause I'll just admit, like when I was in that space of like grind, get her done, hustle mentality, uh, like by any means necessary, ignore all of the, the uncomfortable feelings. Like there were definitely layers of like mm-hmm. physical layers, as you put them, that can't, that I noticed start to come on me, like protective And it's like, what am I protecting against? A vibration in my body that says, hey, pay attention and look at something. Something doesn't feel good here. Something needs to be acknowledged. So. Mm. Yeah, well, that is me for me. I'm I'm an emotional eater. I've always, like, from probably from the time I was, like, maybe, like, 10 is when it started. And I've always been overweight. Um, Interesting. Thingly, back in like when I when I had my life coaching practice, I was a very I was very active then, and I was eating well, and my body was well trained, and so part of that was that I didn't have anywhere to like escape or bury um, the, those uncomfortable feelings. It was a very interesting time, and now. Um, and so I buried it afterwards. <laughs> like, for the four years afterwards, and I was like, <laughs> you know, like I was like, dang, all that stuff. I'm just gonna eat myself into oblivion. <laughs> just like, oh, or sleep or whatever it is to escape it because it just it feels so uncomfortable. So today, it's just it's a a group of things. It's not one thing you know like I just like I I walk outside like I go outside and walk around the park where I could scream or yell talk to myself like a crazy person Mm -hmm. um I journal (laughs) you know I live in a small town so there are not a lot of people walking around the park (laughs) acting like a crazy person (laughs) okay (laughs) I drive sometimes I drive and I yell in the car and I drive or I write out the, you know, like what I'm feeling. I have an extensive toolkit, like Byron Katie's work or um, Abraham Hicks process, prayer, meditation. It's just, it's a lot of different things. And you just use the medicine that you need to use, um, whatever it is that will work at that time. And it's different for different people at different times. That's a good point too. Cause I think sometimes in my head, there, there have been times in my life where I'm super fit, super into journaling uh, in, in a certain level of fitness and physique. And it can be easy to go and be like, well, 
okay, I'm trying to things that I did then that worked and they're not working now. And yes, maybe I'm not working those things in the toolkit like I did before. And I'm 42 now. And those things might not be the things anymore. So just that here we go again with failure and trial and error mm -hmm. and the, the willingness to, to try and the willingness to feel and the willingness to take different kinds of medicine and see what works at the various stages of life, so. Yeah, I keep remembering the trainer that I had at that time. He would, um, well, first of all, I, when I told him I wanted to lose weight, then I gave him the whole story about how I had tried to lose weight before and the blah, 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 and this didn't work and that didn't work or whatever. And so we had like the first few weeks of us working together. Um, he was watching my, my food. And this is so not on topic, but he was watching my food. Okay. <laughs> and, and I was like, and he was like, I don't understand. I'm looking at your, at your um, thing, at your journal, and you're still not losing weight. And if, if you're doing what you say that you're doing as far as your food and your exercise, then you should be losing X amount. And this is, this is, this will not make sense. Mm -hmm. So he's, so then I had to tell him, like he picked one day and he was like, tell me exactly what you had for dinner. And I was like, oh, I had this and I had like carrots and I had this and that. And, and like no obvious starches, but I had the carrots and I had my, my mushrooms in butter and I had, <laughs> Like when people take broccoli and they put all the cheese on top of the broccoli. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I did have four ounces of meat that was lean, but you know, they pan fried it. And I don't know what they pan fried it with because I was, you know, like traveling full time at the time. Right. And he was like, oh, I see what the problem is now. <laughs> You're not being honest with what you're eating. Uh, what yeah. I boil on to, I mean, he had a lot more words to say, but basically, boil on to was, yeah. you're not telling me what you're eating. Like, you're not journaling what you're eating. You're not telling me that you're eating um, carrots, you know, or, or like carrots is not on the list. <laughs> he had a, he went on oh. a whole tirade about the carrots not being on the list. <laughs> and, he was, and he was like, there's no, there's no butter. <laughs> Others not on the list, like, okay. He went on a tired, but his point was that I was not being honest about the food that I was eating. And so he could not make a proper assessment of what was going on. And so that led me to do two things when I started working with coaches again. I was like, okay, uh -huh. if I'm going to ask somebody to help me, I know I need to be honest with them and I need to be honest with myself. And that's part of what helps me feel those feelings as soon as I could possibly can, because I do, in honesty, try to like dampen it down a little bit. But it's just the being honest with myself and, and with the people around me helps considerably. And then the medicine and the tools or whatever, because that's not in my toolbox, the honesty thing. But that I think is like probably the first thing to do is to be honest with yourself and honest with your coaches, because they cannot help you and you can't help yourself if you're like, Sneaking butter on, on the broccoli. <laughs> oh, oh, so in this like analogy, like, 
<laughs> this sneaky butter is not being honest about, yeah, I feel disappointed that I had an event or something and somebody, nobody showed up or one person showed up. Like, you know what? It's so interesting that we talk about being honest, right? Because sometimes it's the being honest that I'm feeling disappointed or I'm like afraid of feeling disappointed. So I'm not even going to put it out there or I'm disappointed that nobody mm -hmm. showed up or I'm feeling disappointed because I'm saying nobody showed up, but two human beings gave you their time and energy, but we're saying that nobody showed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Good stuff. I'm so glad we went all the way off on the tangent because that's what this is about. Like real talk, that's what it's real about. conversations. <laughs> Feel the feelings. <laughs> Feel the feelings. That's step number one. Be honest. And feel your feelings you will recover a lot faster and the faster you can recover the faster you can get to the goal that you're that you're working towards so i think you might have answered the last question that i have for you but before i go and ask it please tell people where they can find you follow you take in all of your amazing wisdom Oh, wow. The easiest and best way to find me is to friend me on Facebook. Um, I'm Annika Roberts on, on Facebook. N-N-E-K-A. Uh, I, I think it's, if you just type in Annika, I will probably show up because I'm probably the most active one. Um, and I'm working on my website right now at sagesimplesolutions.com. So if you go there, you'll see the link to um, Facebook as well. And yeah. I got to say, I'm talking to you, Annika as you are a multiple six-figure earner and you just told me, you just said to the people, I'm working on my website. So that's just an indication to me that you can make a shit ton of money and uh, not have a website. So Correct. there's that. <laughs> Love it. I was okay, very so adamant about that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, the question that I had that I think you may have already answered is like, if you could mm -hmm. go back to Annika before the, the past version of yourself and give her some words of wisdom or advice, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, a few things. The first thing is to understand that business is a discipline that you're going to need to learn, just like you learn everything else. Um, be prepared to be resilient to be honest with yourself and to recover from those failures that are going to happen. And also I tell people this all the time, keep things lean and simple. Do as much of your business as you can, as lean as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can, and then try to make it complicated. Just keep it as lean and simple as possible. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your time and your words of wisdom and for all the giggles. And I will all talk right. to you soon. Cool. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at tavanadenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest, and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.